0: come from. Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. from no, outer space. You're good.
1: Welcome everybody. It's the podcast from outer space. It's your boy Rob Scott. We got teabag in the house tonight.
2: Hey guys, thanks for listening.
1: And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Aloha, ladies and germs. And you know, just wanted to say welcome to October, everybody. And you know, as the month does get a bit macabre, we're kicking this one off. Kicking the door down, you might say. Bringing you a tale as old as time. The Jersey Devil.
0: Yes, now I want to begin this one with the tale, as it was told to me. Uh, So, you know, turn out the lights... Uh, get in the right headspace to get the piss scared out of you. Now, with this tale, keep this in mind the next time you step into the wilderness, or maybe you're outside right now, taking a nice evening stroll through the neighborhood. You feel the crisp autumn air. You can smell that smell of fall hanging in the air. You know, you can't quite put your thumb on it, but there's a smell there. And you hear the falling of the leaves. Now, when you and I are out in the woods, we typically aren't worried about anything snatching us right up, as uh, humans are pretty much at the top of the food chain. Am I right? Right you are. Um, But, you know, do you really know what lurks in those woods just beyond your house? How about the wooded areas across the country lying dense and dormant? Think about this the next time you step out of your element... And into the woods. You can never be too cautious. Was that, a, uh, was that a squirrel rustling in the leaves? Or perhaps a deer? Or maybe something far more sinister. And I want you all to remember. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. But legends never die. Now submitted for approval by the Loyal Legion, we call this one The Legend of the Jersey Devil. In South Jersey, there's a legend which goes way back, before any of us could even pick up a baseball. Now this legend tells of a child that was born deep within the Pine Barret. Witnesses of the birth describe horrible screams coming from the home, and the newborn had the hands of a jackal. Now, legend has it that this child or creature, um, which is now known as the Jersey Devil, escaped and retreated to the vast wilderness of the Pine Barrens, where it still lurks to this day. In 2005, there was a National Scout Jamboree at Fort A.P. Hill in Virginia. Now, this is basically where, you know, scout troops from all over the world come, camp out, do scout stuff, merit badges, basket weaving, carpentry, that sort of shit. Uh, Now, obviously, they had exhibits. um, There were campfire tales told. And the troop from New Jersey had been stationed on the outskirts of camp. Now, on the trail leading up to their camp was a large cage with a giant black sheet over it. And they had claimed to have captured the Jersey Devil. And were planning to unveil this beast at the closing campfire ceremony. Now, of course, nobody believed these guys. Um, but if you got close enough, the cage would violently rattle. And horrible and disgusting snarls could be heard. Um, so, you know, you start to think, Hey, You know, maybe they did capture this thing. Uh, So all week, the cage sat there under guard by various scouts from the New Jersey troop. Uh, Now, Friday rolls around, and it's the closing ceremony. And thus, it's time to check out this supposed Jersey devil. Now, when the sheet was ripped back, the cage was empty. Now, at first, everybody was ordered to report back to their camps immediately, um, and it's, it's kind of laughable, you know, um, but it's pretty dark and, and some kids are scared. Others are kind of skeptical. You know, there was a, a large mix of attitudes that night. Uh, now, when everybody had gotten back to their camps and adults began to take roll of who was present, uh, three boys from one of the troops were missing. Now, this is when the panic started to ensue. Uh, You know, they're starting to think maybe it would have been better for everybody to stay put around the main campfire. Now, nonetheless, this is not how the events unfolded. So everybody is told to gather in the middle of their respective camps and to put their cots in a circle and all sleep together in this fashion. Now, it's clear at this point that something is wrong. Um, Search parties are being mounted to sweep the woods with flashlights. Um, Even search helicopters are eventually called in and are now hovering the camps looking for any sign of the missing scouts. Now, rumor has it that the only person who can hear the Jersey Devil coming is the one that it's coming after, the one that it has chosen as its prey. Uh, The smell is also a putrid stench, almost like sulfur in a rotting animal carcass. Um, And if you smell this, you know it's close by. Now, in the end, uh, search party was out until dawn looking for the missing scouts. Uh, Only one of them was ever found. And when they spotted him huddled at the base of a tree, his hair had turned white. His eyes were wide with a thousand yard stare as if he was frozen in time with the image of whatever he had seen burned into his retinas. Now, to this day, he has never said a word and sits in silence With the stare of a fearful child who had seen only God knows what out there in those woods. Now, no remains of the other two boys were ever found, and there exists a small memorial dedicated to them at the camp to this day. Uh, The Jersey Devil was also never found. Maybe he's since wandered back to the Pine Barrens, or perhaps he's claimed some other dense forest somewhere across this country as his home. And there you have it. Um, that is the tale. That's the legend we all grew up with. And I mean, this thing rightfully scared the living piss out of kids on camping <laughs> trips. You know, you guys remember Literally, this? Kids were pissing in
1: their pants.
0: Yeah. This was the tale that our scoutmaster master would tell to us and he would kind of adapt it based on where we were camping now, I remember one specific time, and we'll call, you know, um, as not to, as to save, what they they say? Like the names have been changed. Names will be changed for their identity. For their identity. Uh, Jack Bleach. Uh, (laughs) He was fucking scared shitless.
1: you remember this? He was crying. Crying. Literally. The tent next to mine. So that was great. (laughs) I remember being at that summer camp and uh, hearing that story for the first time and literally kids crying to s- themselves to sleep that night because they thought they smelled it. <laughs> but it's literally just the inside of their fucking 50-year-old tent that we were sleeping in.
0: Or the <laughs> latrine right down the way. That's a fucking hole in the ground with, with shit. shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or being in the Philadelphia area.
0: Yep, or Jersey. Guys, come on. Now... um, also, I'm th- I mean, we had a, a bunch of good old campfire stories from our days in the yellow neckerchief. Um, and I think if we ever start a Patreon page, we should release like bonus content that's just us telling campfire stories. Call it Tales <laughs> from the Yellow Neckerchief.
2: Gotta ask the Legion if that's something they'd be interested in hearing. Yeah, Boy
0: Scouts of America, Troop 791. Oh, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. Oh, we don't want to slander. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, we're not slandering.
1: It's a shout out. It's so a shout out. I don't know anyone that's in that troop right now.
0: Well, does the troop even still exist? Like it or not, that's how we were raised. <laughs> that troop raised us. Um, <clears throat> so you know, that's the story we grew up with. Now, for those that don't know, so the Jersey Devil is, um, I guess we're gonna say probably amongst the lesser known cryptids in North America. I mean, I, I feel like we only know about it because we weren't. We're from like pretty close by. Uh, you know, we heard about it when we went camping up that way in the scouts. One of our scout masters is from the area, you know? I would
1: say maybe one of the lesser known in the world. I feel like people in the U.S. probably know about it more so than anyone else, right? Okay, yeah.
0: But it, it hasn't gained a popularity of like a, a Bigfoot or a Loch Ness or, or that sort of thing, right? Now, if you never heard of the old Jersey devil himself, uh, this one is definitely New Jersey's oldest, most persistent, and supreme pieces of folklore. Um, Now, for nearly 300 years, Jerseyans have told tales and legends of this sinister beast that lurks in the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey and strikes terror in local residents and passers-by alike. Now, over the years, the Jersey devil has gone by a number of names, including Hoodle doodle bird, <laughs> Bug, and
2: the Leeds devil. Is Dr. Seuss coming up with names?
0: Yeah, I I've, I have never heard anybody use those Any woozlebug. Of those names. Well, I've
2: heard Le- <laughs> I've heard Leeds devil
0: before. Yeah. From where? Cuz that's very connected to the uh, the old legend. Uh, which we'll get into. The old legend? Now, also, I believe is this the only cryptid with a hockey team named after it? Mm. I believe so. I don't, now,
1: I don't know of a Bigfoot team out there.
0: New Seattle team, Kraken. Is that technically a cryptid?
1: Okay. Mm, that's okay. A, that's like... Uh, or is know. that...
0: Was the Kraken real? It is in Seattle, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Crackheads, baby.
0: This is where we might have needed to do more research into the Kraken. Maybe that's another episode for another day. I feel like that's like a tall tall tale for the seas. Yeah, so it would technically be a cryptid, Correct.
2: Uh, Giant squids and we'll shit are out to, there. Uh,
0: do more research and get back okay, to you on that one. Okay. Uh Now with now, like many tales that exist in uh, I guess like regional folklore around the world, um, descriptions of the creature vary from tale to tale. Although pretty much always the creature is described as a flying biped. Uh, now, common descriptions are that the Jersey Devil has the body of a kangaroo <laughs> or a wavern-like creature. Which is, I guess, like similar to a dragon. And we're talking like medieval dragons, not Japanese dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be confused. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now with the a horse, goat, or mule-like head, leathery bat wings, like the uh, Jeepers Creepers guy is kind of what I picture. Nice. <laughs> um, and horns or antlers similar to a deer, uh, small arms with clawed hands, and legs with cloven hooves and a forked tail. Now, it has been reported to move quickly and sometimes is described as emitting a high pitched, blood curdling scream. Uh, from that description, that doesn't sound like something that's moving very fast.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, <laughs> cloven I mean, hooves
1: and
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, a kangaroo body. <clears throat> hey, kangaroo move pretty fast. You ever seen one, mate? You ever seen one with clove and hooves (laughs) hopping around in the fucking Um, pine barrens? So now I was looking around for like a sample of what this, you know, what the Jersey devil kind of, what the Jersey, I was looking around for a sample of what the Jersey sound, the Jersey, (laughs) (laughs) what the Jersey devil might sound like. So I'm looking around for a sample of what the Jersey Devil might sound like. Now, this is from New Jersey, 101.5. I guess this guy called into the radio. So let's take a listen. Uh, He has got a pretty good example here.
2: And I'm hearing this noise. I'll never forget this noise as long as I live. The only way I could describe this noise to you would be, say, if you were to take a cat. Yeah, and hold it down with your foot and pull its leg off. And so, the thing started screaming. Can you, can like, you duplicate wildly, it for me? Like warbling, like. I got it. Jesus Christ. Actually, this is the Jersey Devil.
0: Now, when we take a look at the, the tale, I guess, or the legend, or I guess just the Jersey Devil as a whole, we really break it down like any classic cryptid we've covered in the past. Um, this one seems to be a little different. Or maybe not, you know, I don't know. Uh, You guys tell me. Because with the Jersey Devil, there's basically two sides to the legend. There's the straight up, like, cryptid aspect to it that there is or was some sort of creature out there in the Pine Barrens. Or there's, like, some rational explanation for what people were seeing they just didn't know at the time, chalked it up to this devil tale.
1: Must be the Jersey Devil.
0: Yeah, and then there's number two. There's the whole... I guess feud between founding father Benjamin Franklin and rival Titan Leeds, which resulted in a series of political disputes, which just kind of snowballed throughout the years due to town gossip. And this became the Jersey Devil as we know it today.
2: Wait, what?
0: Yeah, you care to expand on that,
2: that oh, process?
0: Yeah, I, okay hear me out here. Now, obviously we're going to be focusing mainly on the first aspect as this is right up our alley, you know, legends, lore, sightings, unexplained events, that type of shit. Um, now the second one, the Benjamin Franklin stuff, it's not nearly as entertaining to examine. It's kind of boring, but it's important to look at for the sake of the legend. So I've got kind of the cliff notes, the spark notes in our, our theory segment. And we'll, we'll expand on that there. Electricity. <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah. So let's get into some of the different, I guess, legends, variations of the tale itself, because some legends hold that well before any European settlers had encountered the Jersey devil, the local Native American tribes, indigenous to New Jersey, referred to the Pine Barrens as, quote unquote, the place of the dragon.
2: Okay, this would have been great information for our whole dragon debate because I didn't even know dragons existed in Native American culture.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So now we're throwing in Native American dragons into the mix. But I guess if they migrated across the land bridge from Asia, Mm. they would have known about Asian dragons, surely, right? Or, you True. know, the translations could have been lost to time
1: because the white people that were hearing these stories were like, oh, must be talking about a dragon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, Fucking I guess the British
2: people body of a kangaroo
0: talking about a bloody dragon now. So, OK, so if the Native American tribes, they kind of refer to the pine barons as place of the dragon. Now, this may or may not have any connection to the tale as we know it today. Like that could just be something that they referred to it to. God knows why. Or like you're saying, just a mistranslation or they were just trying to scare the white people. of Staying out of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, now, as we said, while the Pine Barrens is the current creature's home, uh, witnesses claim to have seen it as far away as Pennsylvania and even along the New Jersey coast. Um, this legend has also gained much popularity in Philadelphia.
1: The only other legend bigger there is Big Dick
0: Nick, all right? (laughs) Well, he's up in Chicago now. Now, Unfortunately. So legend has it that in 1735, a Pine Barren resident known as Mother Leeds found herself pregnant for the 13th time. Of course. Mm. Now, Leeds is the name of one of New Jersey's earliest settlers, and many descendants of the Leeds family still live throughout New Jersey to this day.
2: No slander to those guys. Yeah.
0: Now, Mother Leeds was not uh, wealthy or upper class by any means. Uh, and in my research, it seemed this is the case with many residents of the Pine Barrens at the time. I guess, like, this area was basically considered inhospitable land. And there, because I guess it, w- it w- was and still is, like, pretty dense and underdeveloped, like, wooded area. Um, so it was just a, a place for, like, gangs of highwaymen and the pine robbers. Um, these, these gangs were known to attack travelers uh, passing through the barrens. So this is like uh, Sherwood Forest, like Robin Hood, you know?
2: <laughs> Robin Hood and his married men. Pete's Dragon hanging out there.
0: Yeah, now during the 1700s and 1800s, uh, residents of this area were basically seen as uh, society's outcasts. You know, you had poor farmers, fugitives, Native Americans, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and deserting soldiers. Um, They were often referred to derogatorily as pineys. So piney, derogatory term for them. Um, So Mother Leeds was a fucking piney. (laughs) <laughs> um derogatorily <now> <laughs> enough.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Now her husband was an old drunken fool uh, who made little to no effort to provide for his wife and twelve children. Guy was a straight up foo. Yeah, this dude was a fucking king foo. Fu. Now, <laughs> when Mother Leeds learned that she was pregnant for the 13th time, she apparently raised her hands to the heavens and proclaimed, Let this one be a devil. Now, other legends hold that uh, Mother Leeds herself was a witch. Uh, Her husband was the devil himself. Um, And there are still other variations that claim there was a curse put on the family, which went on to affect the 13th child. You know, it depends on who you hear it from. Now, anywho, one night in the home, the local midwives gathered to deliver the baby. And horrible, unforgettable screams were reported from the witnesses, Now, once the baby was born, it either immediately or very soon afterwards, depending on different versions of the story, um, started to change. A shapeshifter. Yeah, I guess so. So it it transforms into this hideous creature, all while emitting a blood-curdling shriek, as we heard before. Um, It sprouted horns and jackal-like claws that tore through the tips of its fingers, It sprouted leathery, bat-like wings from its back.
2: Said, hey, take a look at the bat wing, bitch. (laughs)
0: Yes, and hair covered the child's body. Its eyes began glowing bright red as they grew within the monster's snarling face. Now, the creature attacked its own mother like a savage, and (laughs) and it left her lifeless body where she had just given birth. And then it began preying on the horrified onlookers, flying around the room, clawing, biting, shrieking the whole time. It tore the midwives limb from limb, injuring some and killing others. Now those who lived to tell this tale watched in horror as the beast flew up the chimney, destroying it on the way out and leaving a pile of bricks in its wake.
2: And that's what happens when you have a drunk for a father, ladies and gentlemen.
0: (laughs) Yes, now... The creature escaped into the dark solitude of the Pine Barrens, claiming the land as its own and terrorizing any who are unfortunate enough to have an encounter. Now, when the father asked the local authorities how long his boy was forced to live in the Pine Barrens for, they said until forever. forever. <laughs> um, now, since these supposed incidents... so. So that's like, I guess the the legend, you know. That's kind of the lore, um, the myth, if you will. That's like how it all started. Now, sounds like a hell of a story to me. Oh yeah, it's a hell of a story. This this
1: one's a doozy. So guys, the anti Santa Claus. He doesn't come down your chimney. He just (laughs) fucking
0: destroys that shit on the way out. Yeah, he goes up it it and kills your whole family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So. So this is like the story, as we said. Now now we get into some sightings, because um, since these supposed incidents or this tale, um, which has remained in oral circulation for about 250 plus years, there have been many claims of sightings and occurrences that involve Ye Jersey Devil. Now in the 18th and 19th centuries, the Jersey Devil was said to have been spotted here and there Uh, frightening local residents, and really anyone who worked up enough courage to explore the vast, underdeveloped expanses of New Jersey's southern pine barrens. Now, there's also, like, reports of screams um, coming from the forest, uh, the swamp, uh, sometimes the slaughter of livestock would be attributed to none other than the Jersey Devil himself. Now, in the 1800s, Um, so we'll get into some sightings by like the years. Um, so according to the legend, Commodore, uh, this is, I guess, like a naval officer. Stephen Decatur, uh, was visiting the Hanover Millworks to inspect his cannonballs being forged and he sighted a flying creature. Um, so as any good Commodore would do, he ordered a cannonball be fired directly upon it. Although the creature seems to have escaped unscathed now in 1820 joseph bonaparte napoleon, is that a relation to napoleon yes that's his big brother says he saw the jersey devil while hunting on his estate in bordentown new jersey and then in 1840 there were also several livestock killings that are sometimes seen as connected to the jersey devil um must be the damn devil So fast forward a bit to uh, 1909. Um, Now, this year saw the most widespread period of sightings ever recorded. These sightings basically cemented the tale as legend within the world of local New Jersey folklore. So this is basically like the
1: Roswell of the New Jersey Devil?
0: Yeah, pretty much, because this is like, it's similar, like, think about, like, remember we talked a lot about, like, the hysteria and the panic around uh, the Orson Welles broadcast?
2: Yes. Check out that episode if you haven't already.
0: Yeah, so this is kind of similar to that in that, like, the newspaper started picking up on this, and, and more and more people just started freaking out about this thing. Um, now, during the week of January 16th, the 23rd, 1909, Thousands of people claim to have seen the Jersey devil himself. Newspapers nationwide picked up the story, publishing numerous eyewitness reports and full on hysteria gripped the state during this particular week. So there is a clipping there from one of the newspapers. Um, So we'll just pretty much go through the reports as they unfold.
2: January 16th, Saturday. The devil was sighted flying over Woodbury.
1: January 17th, Sunday. In Bristol, Pennsylvania, several people saw the creature and tracks were found in the snow following day.
2: January 18th, Monday. Burlington was covered in strange tracks that seemed to defy logic. Some were found on rooftops. Others started and stopped abruptly, with no defined origin or destination. Several other towns reported similar footprints.
0: January 19th, Tuesday, Nelson Evans and his wife awoke at 2.30 a.m. to the devil right outside their window. Now, Mr. Evans gave the following account. It was about three foot and a
1: half high with a head like a collie dog and a face like a friggin' horse. It had a long neck, wings about two feet long, and its back legs were those of a crane, and it had horse's hooves. It walked on its back legs It held up two short front legs, like paws on them. It didn't use the front legs at all while we were watching. Me and my wife was scared, and I tell you, we managed to open the, the window and say, shoo, it turned around, barked at me, and it friggin' flew off.
0: <laughs> now, two Gloucester City hunters tracked the Devil's Trail for 20 miles, and the trail appeared to jump fences and squeeze under eight-inch gaps. Uh, sightings continued to be reported in several other towns. January 20th, Wednesday,
1: in Haddonfield and Collinswood, posses were formed to find the devil. They watched him fly off towards Moorestown, where he was later sighted by two eyewitnesses.
2: January 21st, Thursday, the devil attacked the trolley cart in Haddon Heights but was chased off. Several poultry farmers reportedly found their chickens dead, and they said, I'm not even supposed to be here today.
1: A telegraph worker near Atlantic City claimed to have shot the devil
0: and watched him limp into the woods. The devil was spotted in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania and West Collingswood, New Jersey, where he was hosed by local fire department. The devil prepared to attack nearby people who threw whatever they could find at it. Right as he was about to strike, the devil fucking flew away.
2: Later in Camden, the devil injured a dog, ripping a chunk of flesh out before the dog's owner drove it away. This is the first devil attack on a living creature that was witnessed.
1: January 22nd, Friday, last day of the sightings. By now, many towns were in a panic, with businesses and schools closed for fear of the creature. It was, however, only seen a few times that day and did not attack anything.
0: Now, so this is like the collection of sightings that that kind of appeared in the papers. Now, even Councilman E.P. Whedon, of Trenton claimed to have been awoken by flapping wings outside his bedroom window. The councilman said he found cloven footprints in the snow the following morning. Now during that week in 1909 sightings of creatures uh, fitting the Jersey devil description were being reported as far away as Delaware and even parts of Western Maryland. Uh, It was like the widespread news coverage of this event sparked a public hysteria that created fear throughout Delaware Valley, leading to a number of school closures, causing uh, lumber and paper mill workers to stay home. Also, uh, vigilante groups and mobs roamed the pines and countryside in search of the devil. Uh, so so picture that, uh, you know, hey, no school today, uh, Jersey devil sighting. Like, you know how you would wake up on, like, a snow day and you would look at the list of school closures? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had that in 1909. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. It's it was, it was radio, you know? They're just reading this shit off the radio. Yeah, devil's coming to town. No school today. <laughs> uh, now, it is rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo offered a $10,000 reward for the creature even saying they would build a private exhibit to display the creature if anyone succeeded in capturing it. This reward, still unclaimed. Oh, Does that uh, equate for inflation? Because hey. we should go find that thing, boys. You'll have to ask the freaking Philly Zoo, you know? Uh, now, obviously, anytime money's involved, somebody somewhere is going to try to cash in, am I right?
2: There you have it.
0: Uh, now with the the offer of 10 K on the table, this prompted a few hoaxes involving Frankenstein like creatures cobbled (laughs) together. Now, most notable of these came from renowned hoaxer, Norman Jeffries and his friend Jacob Hope. These guys were renowned hoaxers. This is like, um, these guys were like a couple of, um, what's the guy's name in the wizard of Oz? before he's the wizard in her dream? Like when he's just in... Okay, yes. This is like Frank from Wizard of Oz.
2: I don't think that's his name.
0: (laughs) Frank Oz?
2: That's the author of the book. (laughs) No, I think that...
0: (laughs) I thought that was uh, Frank Bauman or something like that. Should have done our research, boys. Yeah, I should have done our research. Um, So it's like the wizard guy. Or it is the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's like Jeffries and Jacob Hope.
2: Maybe if we watched that movie without listening to the Pink Floyd soundtrack, we would know more.
0: So these guys, you know, they're like the Wizard of Oz. Um, Now, in an effort to save the museum by boosting attendance, um, they first planted non-fictional newspaper stories about news sightings of the devil. Um, then they purchased a kangaroo from a circus and glued artificial claws and bat wings to the damn thing. <laughs> now, they declared to the public that they had captured the devil and it was displayed at their museum. Uh, now, 20 years later, Jeffries admitted this was a hoax. <laughs> 20, <laughs>
2: years later, 20 years later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I mean, I think people like ousted him right then.
2: He just denied it. Kangaroo yeah. with
0: wings? I mean, he did the classic Jersey, like uh, Jersey Shore. What does Ronnie say? Deny, deny, deny. That's what this guy did. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, um, now medical sociologist Robert E. Bartholomew uh, and author Pete Hassel cite the 1909 sightings and public panic as a classic example of mass hysteria. This is exactly like what we were talking about with the Orson Welles stuff. You know, this was just. Again, the media, you know, widespread newspapers across the country are picking this thing up, probably to boost sales. And next thing you know, they're shutting down fucking paper mills and schools because the goddamn Jersey devil.
1: How are they even going to freaking print the paper when the paper mills close?
0: Hey, <laughs> also, can you imagine the paper mill guys? Like, I picture these guys as like hardened blue collar guys, and they're like, oh, Hey, I ain't coming in today. It's freaking devil out there, man. <laughs> you know?
1: We're going to go find this freaking thing get our 10 grand.
0: Hey, Ronnie, I'm not coming in today. There's a freaking devil out there, didn't you hear? Freaking devil on the boardwalk today. <laughs> I ain't going.
2: Hey, there's a oodle doodle bird out there, guys.
0: Hey, there's a freaking wazzle woozle out there playing around. <laughs> hey, my kids is not going to school. I'm not going to work. <laughs> as plain as that. Damn leads devil out there. You're going know, to freaking stay home today, all right? Yeah, so that was basically the 1909 sightings in a nutshell. Now, 1937, I also found a news clipping. Um, this is from Downingtown on July 28th. Um, and now, this is verbatim the news clipping reads. Chester County's green and verdant countryside was trying to shake itself back into a state of normalcy today after an all-night hunt for the 1937 version of the Old Jersey Devil. Armed with guns and clubs and led by a pack of dogs whose barking in the moonlight almost reached blood-curdling heights at times, a hastily formed posse of two dozen farmers skipped their sleep last night to scour the hills and fields, for a bounding critter with huge eyes. The strange monster was reported shortly after 9 p.m. by Sidney Ladley, a paper mill employee who lives near Milford Mills. Rushing into town with a bated breath, Ladley, his wife, and Miss Chester Smith, a neighbor, told of seeing the creature on a back road near their home just as dusk was setting over the hills. Ladley said... Quote, it leaped across the road in front of my
1: car. It was about the size of a frigging kangaroo. It was covered with hair four inches long, just like my dick, and it hopped like a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: hopped like a kangaroo and eyes. What eyes? Um, now, Miss Ladley says, end quote, it jumped right in front of us, too. Now, within a half hour... More than 20 neighboring farmers had taken their shotguns, unleashed their hounds, and were abroad in the moonlight, resolved to track the prowler to its lair. So that's the sighting from 1937. Now, 1951, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claimed to have seen a monster matching the devil's description.
2: Now, were these Jersey boys named Frankie by chance? I
0: did not get the names of these boys. Uh, but it very well could have been the Four Seasons. (laughs) Now, 1960 tracks near May's Landing were claimed to have been from the Jersey Devil, as well as reports of horrifying screams in the night. After these reports, wealthy merchants offered $250,000 reward for the capture of the beast, also still unclaimed. Uh,
1: 1978,
0: Two teenage boys were ice skating near Chatsworth in the Barrens and smelled an odor like dead fish and saw two red eyes staring at them. They didn't stay around to investigate, but claimed this was, in fact, the Jersey Devil.
2: Maybe it was one of their ex-girlfriends. I got a bunch like that. <laughs> yeah, now, Playing a little
0: uh, pond hockey out there? Probably. Um, playing a little pond hockey and trying to avoid their ex-girlfriends. <laughs> now, 1980... Alan McFarlane, uh, chief ranger of the Wharton State Forest for over 20 years, claims he had gone to a farmer's house near Jenkins, where he came upon four pigs that were lying dead close to their pen. The backs of their heads seemed to have been eaten, and their bodies were ripped to shreds. There were no tracks or blood on the ground, and the ranger had no explanation of what happened. So 1988, according to the Asbury Park Press in an article published in October of 88, a man who lived in Howell Township encountered the devil back in 1981. He described the creature as having a furry body, huge feet with three toes on each one, large teeth, and stood about six feet tall. Now, 1993, forest ranger John Irwin was driving along the Mullica River where he saw a strange creature blocking the road ahead of him. He said it was about six feet tall with horns and matted black fur. The two stared at each other for several minutes before the creature turned and ran into the forest. Now, in 2015, uh, this guy claims he took a picture of the beast and he got it on his cell phone, and this subsequent photo went viral. Now, I'll probably post this to the Instagram but this is classic hoax. <laughs> it looks like a goddamn pinata. Yep. I was just gonna <laughs> say, yeah, it looks like this guy just <laughs> threw a pinata up in the air, snapped a photo. Um now these were just like, I'm looking around, I'm researching this stuff, and I figure how let me collect some of the sightings from over the years. Now, obviously, there's been fucking thousands, hundreds of thousands of these sightings probably. And um that
1: many?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. There's there. But you can go on, like, weird paranormal threads, internet blogs and stuff, and find a bunch of sightings. Now, who knows if they're genuine or not? Probably not. Um, Yeah, but, you know, probably like this guy's cell phone picture. Now, let's get right into some theories. Because these are the legends, the sightings, you know, classics, classic cryptid stuff, you know, people saw it at night for a brief period. They caught a glimpse of it. Um, They're scared. God knows what they're seeing. Uh, Now, skeptics claim that the Jersey Devil is nothing more than a myth, an old wives' tale, uh, boogeyman stories created and told by bored, pine-barren residents as a form of entertainment, or perhaps a warning to stay out of the woods. As you know, this is often the case with folklore. Like, we talked about this on our Loch Ness episode. You know, a lot of those... Or was it our Mermaids episode? Where it's what like about a, the green? The green children of Woolpit.
2: Yeah.
0: Now there was one like it was a it was it had to do with water. Like they started some of these early legends as like t- to keep kids away from mm. the water because obviously they don't want them to go drowning in the water. Um, you know, this is like similar to that. You know, it's a it's a warning for kids that sort of thing, like boogeyman stories. You know. Now, as we said up top, the Pine Barrens was considered a place he didn't want to go. Right? You know, it's filled with robbers. Um, these were no, They were known to attack travelers passing through. This was a place for outcasts, peasants, uh, fugitives, you know, yada, yada, yada. Probably where we'd be hanging out. Yeah. Vagrants, you know. Peasants. Yeah. Now, some even theorize that the Pineys themselves <laughs> began telling frightening stories about themselves and the Pine Barrens because... They don't want any, any outsiders coming in into their land, you know? I mean, these are outcast members of society or fugitives from the law, outlaws. They don't want anybody on their land, so they make up these stories to scare people, tell them, get the hell off our land. Get the hell yeah. off our land. Get the hell off our land. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> You're not a piney. <laughs> so, piney's only. Yeah, piney's only, dude. So pretty much next shirt coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pretty much you've got all this coming into play. You know, you've got the local disdain for the Leeds family. You got rumors based on negative stereotypes of the pineys. Uh furthermore, misidentification of animals, all of this snowballs into the myth of the Jersey Devil himself. Just trying to keep those Moonshine still safe, baby. Oh, yeah. Piney's only, as we said. Now, if we go a bit deeper on this path, we get into the Franklin Leeds rivalry. Now, you guys were asking about this up top, yes? Yes. So basically, the cliff notes on this are, and this pretty much all comes from a book titled The Secret History of the Jersey Devil, How Quakers, Hucksters, and Benjamin Franklin Created a Monster by Brian Regal. Um, So he theorizes in this book that the story of Mother Leeds was not based on a single historical person, but that it originated from colonial southern New Jersey religio-political disputes, which started gossip among the local townsfolk, ultimately leading to the tale being cemented in folklore. Um, So more or less, it starts off with this guy, Daniel Leeds. He's a Quaker, a prominent figure of the pre-Revolution southern New Jersey. Um, This guy is into some odd shit for being a Quaker. Um, And in 1687, he publishes some almanacs containing astrological symbols and writings. Now, fellow Quakers deemed astrology... Uh, it deemed the astrology in his almanacs as too "quote unquote" pagan and blasphemous, uh, and thus Leeds eventually became ostracized by his Quaker congregation. No more Quaker votes for him. Yeah. Now this ticks him off. Um, so so he doubles down and he publishes even more esoteric astro- astrological Christian writings. And he starts dabbling in Christian occultism, mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology, and natural magic.
2: Is this like the... Is this like the thing back then? Everybody just has an almanac, like everybody's got a podcast nowadays?
0: Yeah, it, pretty much. I mean, that's a, <laughs> hey, that's actually a good uh, assessment.
2: Maybe that's why old Ben Franklin's pissed off, because doesn't he do like the poor farmer's almanac? With, ah, you're
0: two see? steps ahead. But yeah, natural magic. So I'm looking into that. That's like, I guess, the Gwyneth Paltrow type shit, crystals, <laughs> uh, ritual magic, you know?
2: Her juice?
0: Yeah, um, stuff like that. Eggs. Um or like yeah. I mean, yes, yes, eggs, um <laughs> that type of shit. Um so it's no surprise by 19 or by 1690, this guy's almanacs and writings uh were further censored as blasphemous or heretical by the Philadelphia Quaker meeting. Uh Leeds hmm. eventually converted to Anglicanism and began publishing anti-Quaker writings, criticizing Quaker theology, and accusing Quakers of being anti-monarchists. Now, keep in mind, this is still Um, pre-Revolution. Clearly. Yeah, these are the 13 colonies. So, uh, disputes continued. 1776 is a long way off for these guys. Yep, so disputes continued. um, And, and, you know, T-Bag, as you were saying, this is like almanacs were like their podcasts. Um, so this is like the colonial diss track, (laughs) like these guys are making, um, these guys are going at one another, you know? And, uh, Leeds was eventually endorsed by British Royal governor of New Jersey, Lord Cornbury. Mm. Uh, now this guy was despised among the Quaker communities. Uh, they love to slander this guy. So by this point, the Quakers of southern New Jersey, um, they subsequently dismissed Leeds as, quote-unquote, evil. Now, Daniel Leeds' third wife had, in fact, given birth to nine children. So this is, you know, similar to the tale. Um, Third time's a charm, baby. Yeah, and this was a large number of children even for that time. Now, Leeds had also surveyed and acquired land in Egg Harbor area. This is located within the Pine Barrens. Um, This land was passed down through his family and is now known as Leeds Point, uh, one of the areas in the Pine Barrens currently most associated with the Jersey Devil and sightings. Mm. Eggs, ringing any bells? Magic, natural magic, Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, 1716, Leeds' almanacs had developed quite a reputation. Now, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, inherited the almanac business from his dad, uh, and he still published the astrological content and would go on to be a top competitor, as T-Bag was saying, with Benjamin Franklin's Poor Richard's Almanac. Now, like I said. For all the dicks out there. This is the, um, yeah, Poor Dick's Almanac. Now, like I said, you know, this is, like, this is like the diss track back in the day, right? So this competition starts to get heated. Now, in 1733, Franklin used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death on October of the same year.
2: Damn, shots fired!
0: Yeah, and I mean, now this like he's coming at him like Tupac, saying, "Titan Leeds, you're a mark guy deceased." (laughs)
2: Yeah,
0: and not in those words. Yeah, now his prediction was obviously a joke, but Titan Leeds wasn't having it. So he said, "That's why I fucked your." Bitch, you fat Jersey fucker. (laughs) Yeah, so he's pissed off. He claps back, (laughs) claiming that Franklin was a fool and a liar. Straight up fool. Uh, Now, Franklin mocked Titan Leeds, Leeds, suggesting that, in fact, Titan Leeds had died (laughs) in accordance with the (laughs) earlier prediction And this was now... He was now writing his almanacs as a ghost. He's a ghost writer. Uh, resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment old Ben Franklin. Now, Franklin Yikes. continued to refer to Titan Leeds as a ghost even after his actual death in 1738.
2: This man came up with the idea of ghosting way ahead of its time.
0: Yeah. Now, now Franklin, I mean, he's a savage, dude. He <laughs> is coming at this guy hard. Um now, with all of this, author Brian Regal theorizes that Daniel Leeds' occultist reputation and his pro monarchy leaning in the largely anti monarchist colonial South, combined with Franklin's publications claiming that Titan Leeds was a ghost, further contributed to fuel this uh, local legend, you know, the so called Leeds devil lurking in the pine bear. Now, even in 1728, Titan Leeds began to include their family crest on his almanacs. Now, the Leeds family crest depicted a wavern, bat-winged, dragon-like creature that stood upright on two clawed feet. So once again, you see some possible fuel for this Mm. original tale. So pretty much all of this resulted in the Leeds family being described as monsters, and it was Daniel Leeds' negative description as the Leeds devil um, rather than any actual creature that created the legend of the Jersey Devil. Mm. So what are we thinking here? I mean, that's pretty much this guy's whole theory. Is that, like, just town gossip and pineys telling legends and all this stuff snowballed into, like years and years of developing this legend. I'm seeing an untapped screenplay right before my very eyes. <laughs> and so this screenplay is <laughs> screenplay. the Franklin Leeds rivalry? Yes. Okay. Now who's playing Ben Franklin? I haven't thought about
1: that one yet, but Daniel Leeds were given to Daniel Day-Lewis,
0: just straight off the name. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, OK, there you have it. So copyright trademark. <laughs> Screenplay coming soon. Um, now, now, how about this one? This is, I guess, what we'll call the X-Files theory, maybe. Um, have you seen the X-Files episode, Jersey Devil? I was actually I watching it earlier. And they theorized that it's like some group of like Neanderthal people living out there undetected and have evolved undetected in the Jersey Pine Barrens. Oh, wow. That's a theory. Yeah. Now that's a theory. That's a stretch. And some theorize that it could be like
2: a creature,
0: like maybe a large undiscovered species of bat.
2: Responsible for causing a worldwide pandemic?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: some. With a less than 1% fatality rate?
0: Maybe some <laughs> strange nocturnal bird that we don't even know about. I mean, what are we thinking there? Could there possibly be an unidentified species that's out there in the Pine Barrens causing these sightings? I think they would have found it by now.
2: Pinata boy, dude.
0: Pinata boy?
2: Throwing that pinata up in the air, taking that cell phone footy.
0: Well, but that's just a hoax. That's not an unidentified creature. Can you tell me what it was? Pinata. (laughs) Uh, Jeff Bruner of the Humane Society of New Jersey has a theory that the misidentifi- it's the misidentification of the Sandhill Crane that is the culprit, adding, quote, There are no photographs, no bones, no hard evidence whatsoever, and worst of all, no explanation of its origins that doesn't require a belief in the supernatural. Now, I was thinking about this guy's quote here. Is that necessarily true? Do we have a picture of this crane? Well, I mean, you know what a crane looks like, right? It was on our Boy Scout patch.
1: That's a heron.
0: Yeah, it's, it's sim. It's similar to a, a blue herring. Herring is a fish. That's a red herring.
1: Well, have you ever seen a sandhill crane? Because I haven't. I have. Just think of a a heron. And it's but it's black. No, it's white. Well, everyone's saying that this thing's black, so okay. that sounds like bullshit. Well, if it's night you would still see a fucking white bird. Okay.
0: So you're <laughs> saying right off the bat. But I mean this guy's quote saying that no bones? No, not no bones. He ate He's them. saying no that there's bones no bones about it. He's saying that there's no explanation other that doesn't require you to believe in the supernatural. That's not necessarily true. Like it could just be like we were saying a misidentified animal. That's not necessarily a belief in the supernatural.
1: Yeah, but I think what he's saying is, like, what everyone always goes to is, like, some supernatural phenomenon.
0: Okay, so where are we at with this whole misidentification theory? Mm. I mean, are we thinking this could be possible to, like, the explanations of Bigfoot? Like, you know, you see a bear on its hind legs and you're out there scared at night. You don't know what it is. You chalk it up to Bigfoot. Same thing with this Jersey devil. Like, maybe... People were just seeing some kind of crazy bird.
1: Yeah, plus, you know, once one person says they saw something scary, everyone starts seeing it. It's just mm-hmm. like with the UFOs, you
0: know? And they even think, like, their own memory, like, they're like, I, I remember seeing something weird way back when I was a kid camping, and then they kind of make up a fanciful tale. Tale as old as time. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr., he spent a good deal of time living in the Pine Barrens, uh, and he recounts occasions where he covered his entire body with mud to repel mosquitoes, and thus terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil.
2: Oh, oh shit, it's a dude covered in mud. He looks like a devil with wyvern wings and hooves. <laughs> I
0: mean, I guess. Like
2: a well, no, it's
0: like it. you're saying if the fucking legends are in your mind. Like you've heard, you we grew up hurting the Jersey Devil, hearing the Jersey Devil legend. So if we're out in the pine barrens and we see some crazy shit that we don't know what it is, your mind's automatically going to make that connection of Jersey Devil, right? So I think that's where he's going with this. Um, now, how about this one? Try this one on for size, and this is where I guess Jack Bleach was possibly onto something. <laughs> Um, because I remember one time after our scoutmaster told us the story, he, there was kids would hide in the woods and try to scare other kids. And I remember it was literally, he finished telling the tale and Jack just runs up and yells, the Jersey devil took me high. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is where he was possibly onto something. And this is where the theories start really branching out. Um, and I guess these aren't really theories at all. These are more or less just other, just ghost stories. Is yeah, what it legends. Like to me. Yeah, these are legends attributed to the Pine Barrens. Now, as we said, this is an isolated, underdeveloped wilderness, and due to this fact, there's several folk legends aside from the Jersey Devil. Um, now, some of these other legends involve supernatural creatures and ghosts said to haunt the forest. These include. The ghost of pirate Captain Kidd, who allegedly buried treasure in the Pine Barrens and is sometimes seen in the company of the
2: Jersey Devil.
0: So this guy's hanging out with pirates.
2: What about uh, Captain Kangaroo? Sounds like the kind of guy that would hang out with the Jersey Devil.
0: Now, remind me, Captain Kangaroo, who is, who is that again?
2: I don't know. Maybe he's got a kangaroo and the name. has got to look like the Jersey devil. They probably think they're homies. They should form a posse.
0: Okay. Uh, now, there's also the ghost of the black doctor. This is another tall tale involving a benevolent spirit of an African-American doctor who, after being forbidden from practicing medicine due to his race, entered the Pine Barrens to practice on the outcasts and vagrants of the isolated community. And it is said this guy often comes to the aid of lost or injured travelers. So, pretty cool ghost, if you ask me. You know, he's going to help you out. You got a sprained ankle. Call the black doctor.
2: Yeah, but how creepy would that be? Like, this dude is out there making Frankenstein like monsters.
0: No, I don't think he's making the monsters. He's helping people.
2: I'm day. saying what if yeah, but what if he's so angry because he couldn't practice his medicine? That would be scary, dude. I would watch that movie. Well, there's he's not screenplay. Out.
0: This guy's not out for revenge. He took a Hippocratic oath to help others. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> uh, now there's also the ghost of the Black Dog, which, unlike many Black Dog Legends, and I was looking this up, Black Dog Legends, because I'm thinking of the Led Zeppelin song. Now, this is essentially a nocturnal apparition. In some cases, a shapeshifter, and is often said to be associated with the devil, described as a ghost or a supernatural hellhound. Um, but I guess the black dog of the Pine Barrens is usually portrayed as harmless.
2: Pretty sure there was a goosebumps like that, wasn't there?
0: Maybe I was actually looking at some of the episodes to see if they had any Jersey Devil type stuff. I didn't see any mm. on there. Um, now there's also the ghost of the golden haired girl. It's the spirit of a girl who is said to be staring out into the sea, dressed in white, mourning the loss of her lover at sea. And last but not least, there is the white stag, a ghostly white deer said to rescue travelers in the barrens from danger.
2: I'm pretty sure the Devils, Devils or the Avalanche had a like jersey with a shout out to that.
0: Okay, very cool, very cool insider hockey <laughs> underground knowledge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. White stag? Now I'll, I'll look it up, but keep going.
0: Uh, now there is also uh, so I'm also doing you know research in Jersey Devil, and this comes up. This is the Blue Hole. Uh, Now, the Blue Hole, as it is known, is located deep in the Pine Barrens on the border of Camden and Gloucester counties. Now, this mysterious pool of water is approximately 130 feet across, almost perfectly round, and has steep banks. Its waters remain frigidly cold even in the hottest summer months, averaging about 58 degrees. And the legend has it that this is the favorite watering hole of none other than the Jersey Devil. That is some um, high-quality H2O. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it. the water looks like that. I guess it's like super clear. And I guess some legends say it's bottomless, which that's impossible, right? And others say that the bottom of the blue hole is said to be made of a fine sand referred to as sugar sand, which is similar to quicksand. Um, now, apparently, the locals warn their children to stay away from the blue hole and by no means are they ever to go swimming there as the lore contains tales of unexpected whirlpools which suck down swimmers in the blink of an eye. Um, Some have claimed that they have actually felt something physically pulling them down into the waters of the Blue Hole. Could this possibly be the Jersey Devil? Right. So there you go. Now there's also... Um, phantom kangaroos. This was a theory I came across. Now I thought this one was pretty interesting because I'm reading up on this stuff and I come across this article. Are there any wild kangaroos in the U S
2: that's my first question. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: mean, you know, humans are always notorious for spreading invasive species or introducing animals to places they aren't indigenous to. Right. Yeah. Like rats Uh, or the horse. Um, so or apparently, the kangaroo. <laughs> well, apparently there is some phenomenon known as phantom or errant kangaroos, and these have been well documented around the United States for over a hundred years. <laughs> uh, now, some say these kangaroos might not be a, of Australian origin at all, but perhaps are a rare species yet to be classified by scientists. Now, there's also the possibility that people mistake these kangaroo for deer as deer run rampant in many areas of the country. And deer, I guess, bear a vague resemblance to kangaroo from the neck up. Um, so, <laughs> From the neck up. Yeah, they're also capable <laughs> of, well, you know, if you're in they're the jumping thick around. woods. Okay. Yeah, they're jumping around. They're, they're up on their hind legs. Uh, deer can stand on their hind legs for very short periods of time, although it is rare. And white-tailed d- deer jump, jump and bound around pretty quick. So, you know, there, there's that possibility. There's also the possibility that these kangaroo have escaped from the zoo or private properties and are a possible cause of sightings as there are several animal sanctuaries around the United States housing kangaroos, numerous zoos, and God only knows how many unlicensed <laughs> yeah. owners, you know? I mean, furthermore, if they escaped from, like, illegal owners like the Tiger King guy... So, Joe Exotic's storing kangaroos (laughs) up in New Jersey. (laughs) Uh, It's it's not likely they would be reported if they escaped because they were holding them illegal. And it's also possibly that some of these animals have established a breeding population. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Like, there was the one guy, um, I forget where it was, but... He had some sanctuary similar to Joe Exotics, and he had, like, all these wild animals, and one day he just, like, I don't know what happened to him, like, in his life, but he just opened all the cages, let them all free, and blew his head off. Yikes. So, like, police have to go capture all these, like, well, they didn't capture <laughs> them, they just started shooting all these wild animals. Jesus. But so maybe he had some kangaroos that got out. Uh, You know, maybe somebody had a pet kangaroo that got loose in the Pine Barrens. That could be the cause of all these sightings, you know? Um, The Jersey Devil is sometimes, as we said, reported as resembling a kangaroo. Could these creatures be one and the same?
1: Hockey team's changing its name next year to the New Jersey Kangaroos. (laughs) Now, what are we
0: thinking there? Like, what are we thinking about that theory?
1: Interesting theory, but I have yet to see a kangaroo hopping around in the wild. Okay,
0: okay. In the United States, at least. Well, you've been up to the Pine Barrens often?
2: You ever seen Kangaroo Jack? Isn't that in the outback? I think so.
0: (laughs) Um, So, highly unlikely, but out of the realm of possibility now. Now here's where we start getting into a stretch and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this one up because there's also like the supernatural aspect. Like perhaps it's none of these theories that we just discussed and maybe the Jersey devil is more of a supernatural type entity, a demon spawned from a witch's curse unleashed into the Pine Barrens of New Jersey to torment the population for all time. I mean, as we said leads the this fucking leads guy was into some occult magic type shit uh you know who knows what kind of crazy shit these fucking pineys are up to (laughs) or maybe what they're still up to today you know they're doing it's like we talked about with Loch Ness Monster possibly being a derivative of a Crowley ritual Like the Mm. spirit of a dinosaur or something, or some type of dragon thing, or something. Yeah, maybe these pineys are doing some crazy Anakian magic rituals, and boom, fucking Jersey Devils coming out of this fucking blue hole, bottomless pit.
2: Maybe these pineys are doing some Fifi and seeing things.
0: Or that. (laughs) <laughs> maybe the CIA's dosing these pineys. <laughs> Making them come up with these crazy stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, build model airplanes. <laughs> so what are we thinking there? I mean, honestly, the supernatural one is not that crazy because if the legends go back to like the colonial era and maybe these yeah. pineys are doing some crazy ritual magic back in the day, these fucking Quakers... You know, God only knows what these guys are doing. I mean, remember we talked about all the crazy shit on our witches episode? I mean, the U.S. was founded by all these religious fanatics. They're probably doing some crazy ritual magic.
2: Hey, if the Quakers can come up with Aunt Jemima, they sure as hell can come up with the Jersey Devil.
0: Yeah, so there you have it. I mean, maybe it's supernatural. Now, this one, so I'm writing this whole thing, and and I'm starting to think maybe this is all, like, these ideas of creatures uh folklore folk legends that type of shit maybe this is all a part of like the collective unconscious now have you guys heard of this i believe we've discussed this before
1: yeah we've talked about it briefly
0: this is like the part of the unconscious mind which is derived from ancestral memory and ex- this is like experiences that are common to all mankind um now the theory Of This kind of collective unconscious is that all humans, maybe even all creatures, are connected at a fundamental level and ideas can pass from person to person without a word ever being said. Um, Now, this is often this theory is often used to explain like mass hysteria or zeitgeist which is like the mood of an era. Like we talked about with the hippies. Okay, like okay. Hunter said, they were all on the same wave. They were riding the same wave. Everybody was on the same frequency. Um, some even go as far as theorizing that this is a manifestation of unconscious shared ideas. And this is how stuff like calculus or uh, pyramids or monolithic structures come about at the same time in different parts of the world. Completely unconnected individuals or cultures, or like you know, aliens. Well, okay, I know. <laughs> I just remove aliens from the equation, and it's like, you know, all the different cultures building pyramids or monolithic structures. This is all part of part of that collective unconscious. Now, it can also refer to an innate to innate psychic structures that are present in all humans, maybe even all animals. So, this includes things like archetypes of the hero, you know, good and evil, and, you guessed it, popular folklore. You know, this idea of something lurking in the shadows, a strange beast or a a boogeyman, the Baba Yaga, the Butzaman, the El Coco. uh, These are all ideas that are present against all cultures, you know? Mm. What are we thinking there? Because, I mean, you look around at, like, like, e- almost everywhere has, like, a regional monster. Like, we talked about Proctor Valley monster out here in San Diego. You got the Jersey Devil. You got Bigfoot. You got the Flatwoods monster up in Chupacabra. Ohio. Chupacabra.
2: Mothman.
0: Mothman. Yeah. You know, these these creatures are all kind of similar, in, and they just vary slightly in, in different regions. Just like religion, bud. Exactly. Mm. Very similar. That's again, you know, colla- that could be a theory of the collective unconscious. This is why different religions develop in different parts of the world, but are mm-hmm, similar. Mm-hmm. So Same are we storyline, different area? Yeah. So are we thinking maybe the Jersey, Jersey devil part of that? Yeah. It's just possibly part of this like shadow men creature and the, the legends kind of unfolded and just, went from there
1: seems like the most plausible explanation to me,
2: okay. Foosball is the devil.
0: little girls are the devil <laughs> so of all these theories, I mean, what are we thinking is most plausible? are we are we leaning more towards collective unconscious? are we more towards some unidentified creature like there there was a real creature that was just misidentified? Or are we in the realm of like the Benjamin Franklin rivalry, which kind of sparked the whole thing? Or, or maybe a combination of all.
2: I mean, I personally appreciate the historical context of the Ben Franklin-Leeds rivalry. I hadn't heard that before. That was pretty cool. But I think for me personally, I like the idea of it being a tall tale to kind of scare people away, keep them out of the area. And as long as that story keeps car- scaring the piss out of kids and Boy Scout troops, I hope it gets, keeps getting passed down.
1: Logistically speaking, I'm thinking collective unconscious makes the most sense, but I like to believe in the legend, baby. So I'm going to go with, uh, personally that it's a, uh, some kind of demon creature living out there in the woods wreaking havoc on South
0: Jersey, baby. So you're leaning towards supernatural, (laughs) like maybe this Leeds guy was summoning something. And this is like some exorcist shit, maybe. <laughs> now, why do you laugh at that tea bag? Now, do we have any uh,
1: hard evidence that the lady that gave birth to this thing actually passed away giving birth, and that all those people were murked in the process? Uh, no, that's just an old wives' tale. Yes. Well, an, I don't an know. Old wives' tale, as some way people may say.
0: Well, what is a wives' tale? Isn't that like... Uh, it's
1: like gossip. It's all like, uh, you know, the ladies of the town used to always all, all get together and, you know, spread a rumor. So that's it's like... A, um, it's like
0: bullshit. Hansel and Gretel? Mm, Little like Red Super- Riding
1: Hood. Sure. The Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> You're just talking about
2: stories. you <laughs> just listing off characters. Well, what is a
0: wives' tale specifically? Like, give me an example. I'm not an old wife, so you're asking the wrong person. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> wrong crowd.
0: Well, I don't think it has to originate from a wife. It did.
2: <laughs> it's called a wives' tale. Uh,
0: okay, so a wives' tale is a superstition or an urban legend. So I guess the Jersey oh, Devil yeah. would fit
2: that description. Made up by women with nothing better to do except sit around and gossip.
0: Okay, okay. Um so you're thinking, though, okay, so where were you going with that? No, there's no hard evidence that uh mother Leeds died in childbirth. And then where were you going? I was just saying,
1: if there was some hard evidence, then I would definitely 100% believe in that theory. But, you know, just got to chalk it up to
0: an old wives' tale for now. Okay. So... If there was evidence, you would believe that it was a creature. Well no,
1: I'm just saying just for you know for the legion's sake and you know keep tradition going. That's what I'm gonna believe in. Okay. But it Halloween would be nice thing. to have it would be nice to have some evidence there, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm just rolling with it.
0: Yeah, who needs evidence, you know? You yeah. don't need to believe in facts anymore.
1: We don't. We don't. Yeah, just look at Trump. You know, COVID (laughs) Exactly. totally fine. Nothing to worry about. He's Um, great.
0: Okay. Everything's great. This is fine. Okay. 2020, baby. All right. So that's where we're at with the Jersey Devil. Um, What do you think, personally, bud? I think collective unconscious. I mean, that was kind of my whole theory as I was writing this whole thing out. I'm thinking, you know, this is just similar to... Any of these cases we look at that are slightly different among different cultures, different regions of the world, and it's just something... Like, people always want to believe in the idea that, like... Because I was watching The Exorcist uh, last night. And, you know, people want to believe in the idea that evil is, like, like, there's some external entity that is pure evil, you know, the devil, like stuff like that, when evil is just a characteristic that exists in all humans. All of us are capable of evil. You know, it exists in everybody just as good does. Good and evil, these ideas, and then these ideas that we want to kind of push this out as an external thing that's affecting us is, I think, where all these kind of tall tales and folklore and myths and legends come from. Um, and this is why it's so similar across, across the board. Kind of get that negativity out, baby. Yeah. Now, all in all, whether there is a creature or entity deep within the Pine Barrens or possibly deep in our collective unconscious, one thing is certain. The legends are as real as you are hearing my voice. And without a doubt, something still lurks in the New Jersey wilderness And most likely, always will. And there you have it, guys. Jersey Devil. um, Pass the tail down, you know. As Adam said, let's keep scaring the piss out of kids. (laughs) Um, And on this one, I want to cite a few sources for this one. So check out exemplar.com cryptids jersey devil sightings and the story behind the legend new Jer- nj devil hunters dot com jersey dot org the legend of the new jersey devil and weird nj.com there's actually a lot of cool stuff on there that's where i gathered a majority of the research history type stuff and of course Credit to Mr. Ron Kilmer for the tail at the top of the episode. And there you have it, guys, Um, Jersey Devil. And on that, shout-out to the Jersey Devil, you know.
1: Number 13 on the charts, but number one in our hearts, baby. Loyal Legion, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support. If uh, there's any, uh, you know, tidbits, shout-outs, Something maybe uh, you'd like us to cover, feel free to drop us a line at our website, Podcast dot com. Slide in those DMs on Instagram, Podcast from Outer Space, or shoot us an old fashioned email, Podcast from Outer Space at gmail dot com. And with that,
2: if you ever find yourselves harassed by any Pineys or other characters in South Jersey, make sure you tell them Teabag sent you. So long, and thanks for all the fish.
0: I'm the victim
1: of your charm. Oh,
2: devil,
0: there I
2: see.